0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Gentlemen, welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show. We're glad everybody's tuning in tonight. I, uh, I want to welcome everybody. We've got a lot of stuff we want to put out this evening. The Rifleman Radio Show uh, is a project of the Appleseed Program. The Appleseed Program is sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. And the Revolutionary War Veterans Association is an organization that attempts to teach rifle marksmanship, and we do it fantastically, and at the same time, to honor the men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775. We owe those men and women a debt that we can actually never repay. What we can do, though, is to remember them, and by remembering them, to honor them to remember them here 230-plus years ago, to still have their names on our lips, to still know that we owe them a huge debt. Because we do. So with the Appleseed Project, we're planting the seeds uh, all across the nation And we're attempting to continue on the heritage of rifle ownership, rifle marksmanship, and safety. And at the same time, make sure people understand that there is a direct connection between them standing there with a rifle in their hands and those people who sacrificed so long ago in order that they would have those rights, have those freedoms, have those liberties. They would have that document It starts out, we the people of these United States. Listen, if you haven't read that document in a while, I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to become intimately familiar with the Constitution of these United States, with the Bill of Rights, with the Declaration of Independence, because that is what this country is based on. That is how this country is run, is by those documents. Uh, It's not something – we don't have a a country that just uh, got cobbled together and uh, figured out uh, – there were things figured out as we went along. But we had a document that provided the skeleton of who and what we are. That's the Constitution. That's the Bill of Rights. That's why we have a Supreme Court that is supposed to interpret the Constitution and make sure that the laws that we are governed under are constitutional laws. Uh, they're not supposed to make laws. They're so supposed to interpret the Constitution and apply that to the existing laws. All right. <clears throat> uh, I see uh, I've I played it very carefully tonight. I mean, I logged on way early and then uh, got everything set up, everything just uh, sitting there waiting, and then I opened the chat uh, uh, once everything else was was cold, because it seems that uh, when I open one or two of the BTR windows at the same time, that a lot of things, a lot of times everything uh, shuts down, locks up, shuts down. I don't know if that's because of the... The amount of bandwidth that it's taking or uh, if, they, uh, if the BTR servers are overtaxed at this time of day, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I know that they recently opened up uh, – uh, at one point, everything at BTR was free. You know, all the radio programs, everything that came with it all was free. And now they offer uh, premium options, uh, for-pay options and uh, I don't know if uh if if you wouldn't have any of those troubles if you uh shelled out a few dollars I may I may uh, go ahead and try that and see if we can eliminate some of the problems that we're having but in all actuality we've had a very good run I was just looking at some of the stats today and uh, uh I didn't uh, count up the number of shows because uh, uh it doesn't do, it doesn't distinguish uh... in the stats between shows and uh... blogs that i've written uh, articles i've written for the blog articles uh... uh... are not differentiated from shows but i know that uh... we're running up on fifty shows uh... in another month let's see uh, another month and a half or so we'll have uh... one year and out of that one year i think there were only two days that i missed just recently and then uh... The show got jacked up a bit last weekend uh, our last week. Uh, I'm sure I told you guys about that when I was trying to explain it the uh, uh, Everything was going fine. The show started, uh, but I could tell something was wrong because uh, it wasn't showing anyone listening to the show, and uh, I couldn't get any of the uh the stats to show up any of the uh, any of the things that lets me know that people are there. The chat room uh, opened up for just a few seconds and showed there was nobody in it, and then it uh, closed down. and wouldn't uh, work at all. And then when the chat room closed, it took me off the line. Uh, it took me off also, and it closed my switchboard down. So I tried to call back in, and it told me uh, that I was already on the air, so I, I ended up doing a part of the show, calling in as a guest and trying to do the show, and then... Uh, it threw us off completely, and I had to call in and reboot the show. Uh, but we went on. I mean, we we stayed with it, so we didn't lose that show. It's the uh, it's still there, uh, maimed and bloody in the bag for last week. <clears throat> but I don't know if that is going to be a problem that we're going to have to keep looking at, uh, or maybe if I just go ahead and cough up the money for uh, to get a premium uh membership if maybe that will clear that out. Maybe this is their way of uh
0: yeah.
1: of uh trying to uh, uh to push me toward the uh the pay sections. <clears throat> Alright well let's get started with uh with the apple seeds coming up, the apple seed events coming up. Well one of the things that I spoke about last week and that uh, probably I-, I don't know if anyone heard it or not, uh, because uh as I said, I spent uh, a rousing uh, 30 minutes—the first 30 minutes of the show last week—really uh, just wailing until I realized that uh, I was by myself. And even then, I just got kind of continued on. But the thing I was most interested in and that I was most excited by is if you look at uh, if you look at the month of September and September, there is no there is no special uh, thing about September uh, as far as the Alpsidee program is going. We don't have any special pushes that we're doing. Uh, it's just a regular month, uh, and if you look at it, you'll see it is filled up. Uh, we have uh, uh, a huge amount of shoots the month of September. And I believe for the weekend of the 19th and 20th, I believe I counted it up and I... I I believe, uh, well, for the month, I believe there was almost uh, 40 shoots, I think, for the month. I could be wrong on that. I'm looking at it now. Almost 40 shoots for the month of September. Almost 20 or so for that weekend, I believe. And uh, you think back on to just recently. I mean, just recently as, uh, uh, as a year ago, we were talking about, uh, or, or uh, let's go back to the first year. Uh we're talking about having uh, 50 shoots for the first year, and uh, of course, that was a uh, there was a no way, I too much. We'll never do it. But we had to have a goal to, to shoot for. We had to have uh, you know a large number. You always want to aim high. 50 shoots. Oh man. Oh, this is a, oh, it. Oh, there's no way. And here it is, just a, a couple of short years later. We're talking about. 50 shoots in one month. September is just chalk full, and and it's not a uh, it's not a special month. It's just a regular apple seed month. We have come a long way, folks. We've come a long way, and and it's through the dedication and the commitment of uh, each of the Appleseed members, the instructors, the staff members, uh, the folks filling the boxes at Ramser, Bulkhead, uh, Rifle Woman, doing uh, her admin stuff, uh, Western Rose, Savage Shooter, uh, making sure that we're all staying on track, uh, Funfailer, burning his candle at both ends, uh, Fred, VA Shooter, uh, the guy, I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to name all of you, okay? That did not mean that each and every one of you guys uh, are not the rocks of Appleseed. Each and every one of you guys
0: are,
1: are not doing uh, the best job that you can. I'm, uh, I'm just blown away by the folks in this organization. Uh, yeah, now, sure, uh, just like any organization, we have people that do more than others. Sure, we do. Everybody does. Every organization does. Uh, and it's always going to be that way, okay? Uh, some people will uh, Some people will be doing uh, – they just uh, will put their hat on, and they will be there Saturday and Sunday, and then they go home, and that's it. And they're done until the next event, okay? And uh, sometimes those people can – uh, eventually catch on fire and do more, uh, sometimes they burn out just from that small amount. But that did not matter because there are a lot of people who are working hard, who are thinking about apple seed every day, who are doing everything that they can to help push the program. We've got a lot of those folks. And how do I know? Because I look at the month of September. Look at the month of September, and I see events all across the United States. I see a huge amount of uh, events just one weekend, just the 19th and 20th. Uh, we've got events everywhere. I'm going to read them to you in just a second so you'll see what I'm talking about. But we have events everywhere. And at each of those events, we have dedicated instructors. Now, I'm not talking about paid professional instructors. I'm not talking about folks who are who do this out of some, in some mercenary fashion, uh, uh, doing it uh, mechanically as a job to get their pay. The Appleseed Project, every single one of the folks in this program are volunteers, folks who are slicing out uh, huge amounts of their time, time that can be spent with their families uh, in, 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 in a myriad of other ways, then by getting on the line uh, on a weekend and working all day Saturday, working all day Sunday through uh, uh, no matter what kind of weather, and sticking with it. and listen. Appleseed instructors are no different than any other group of people. Appleseed instructors have wives, they have kids, they have anniversaries, they have birthdays, they have deaths in the family, they have marriages. They have uh, uh, school events that they have to go to. Uh, they have work that they have to do. They're on and on and on. No different than any other group of people. But here's the difference. When they do get a free weekend, they don't lay on the couch drinking beer and flipping through the uh, ball games uh it, it, if they, maybe if they have two free weekends in a month, they might do that the other one. But one of the weekends, they've dedicated it to enriching the lives of their fellow Americans. They've dedicated that weekend with no pay. As I said before, there's no pay for anyone in in apples eat. Other than the pay you get from the joy, uh, from the, the feeling uh, of fulfillment that you get of fulfilling your sacred obligation to your country, in safeguarding your liberties and your freedoms, and by waking up your fellow Americans and getting them involved in the game. Because that's what we do at Appleseed. That's our whole thing. We don't, uh, we don't run around with signs uh, yelling uh, about uh, President this or House Bill this or uh, vote this way or vote that way. We don't do that. right, there's a lot of organizations that are already geared up to do that way better than we ever will. Here's what we're good at, and here's what we do every day of the week. We aggressively seek out people. We find them. We drag them to the Appleseed event. We get them on the line. get a rifle in their hands. We get them to make a commitment to improving their rifle marksmanship skills. And while they're doing that, we slide in a heavy dose of of American history, American heritage, we let them know that the reason that they are there on the weekend doing that, rather than breaking rocks in a gulag or uh, or sipping uh, their uh, tea at tea time, whatever else, is because of someone who came before them. Those who came before, their forefathers, that they owe a debt to. And that if they don't like what's going on in their nation... There's something that they can do about it. Uh, what we do, and what we do extremely well, is wake folks up. Get them involved in their lives. That's what we do. We're like a launch pad. We get folks uh, awake and get them involved and in making sure that they are paying attention to what's going on. We give them a, uh, a goal to reach, which is uh, to improve their rifle marksmanship to the point that they can be considered... Riflemen once they accomplish that goal, scoring two ten or above on the uh, a q t that's not the end of the of the road there that's just the beginning that's the admission ticket that puts them on the path of becoming an actual rifleman, a patriot, an American. That's what we do every day of the week, every event. There are plenty of places, uh, and we encourage this, there are plenty of places where you can get involved uh, in the actual uh, uh, information concerning House bills, Senate bills. Uh, There are plenty of organizations that will help you cover that. All right? But you're not going to do anything about it until you're out of your chair, until you're off the couch, and you have a goal. That's what we're good at doing, prying you out of that couch, getting you on the line, instilling some confidence in you that you can accomplish uh, goals that you set, and getting you involved in taking care of business. Making sure that you understand that it's not someone else's job to safeguard your liberties, your rights, and your freedoms, and that if you can, if you continue delegating that duty to others, if you continue, uh, if you continue to uh, to expect others to fulfill that obligation for you. But eventually, one day, not too distant future, you're going to wind up in a really bad place with a really sick country. Right now is the time to fix uh, America's ills uh, when uh, when it's just the common cold and not uh, double pneumonia uh, or a deadly cancer. Right now is the time to fix it. Right now is the time to understand that it's your sacred obligation to ensure that each day you spend some time on the wall defending, safeguarding your freedoms, your rights, your liberties, making sure that you know what is going on around you in your nation, that you're aware that your head is not in the sand, uh, under your couch, uh, involved in some uh, 30-minute comedy. I'm not saying you can't have fun in life. I'm just saying that if you want to make sure that you continue to have fun in life, you better get involved. You better become aware of what's going on around you in this nation. <clears throat> and now as good a time as any for me to give you some uh, dates and locations where you can do that, where you can get started. Okay? If you want to attend an Appleseed event, we have them all listed. You can go to the home page. That's AppleseedInfo.org. AppleseedInfo, one word. Dot org. Also, RWVA, Romeo Whiskey Victor Alpha.org. And that's our homepage. Go to the homepage. Up in the upper left hand corner, you'll see a tab that says Appleseed. Click on Appleseed. It'll bring a drop down menu. On the drop down menu, you'll see Schedule. Click on Schedule. And that'll take you to the page that I'm going to read off of now that has all the events listed across the nation. By the dates and uh, the cities. <clears throat> All right, we're coming up on the weekend of the 12th and 13th. For the weekend of the 12th and 13th, we have Athens, Ohio. Broken Arrow, Nevada. Uh, Broken Arrow, Nebraska. Buckingham County, Virginia. Carmi, Illinois. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. College Station, Texas. Davila, Texas. El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas. This is also the 12th and 13th. Now, this is the indoor range in El Paso. If you want to make sure that you have a nice uh, climate-controlled location, nice clean, no bugs, no dirt, sand, grit, wind, sun, none of that. And you're in uh, West Texas, Texas then this is the event for you. It's indoors at the El Paso Community College in El Paso, Texas. Here's the only hitch. Uh, they only have 20 shooting positions. All right, So you want to make sure that you get a shooting position, then you need to go to AppleseedInfo.org. In the left-hand, t- upper left-hand corner, you'll see uh, Appleseed. Click on Appleseed. That brings down a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, click on Schedule, and that will take you to this page. Now, once you get to this page, you will look up the El Paso Community College, El Paso, Texas, for the weekend of September 12th and 13th. Right next to that, to the right, will be two hot links. One says Information. That gives you information about the event, Uh, rules, regulations, directions, locations, etc., contact information. And then to the right of that, there's another hot link that says register. That will take you to our third-party software, the Eventbrite registration. And you can register there uh, at Eventbrite. Now, that does uh, two things. One, it makes sure that you have, when you show up there, uh, you're already you're good to go. You already have a position on the line, ready to go. You're locked in. Two, it makes sure that we have enough instructors and equipment there for you. Uh, we're shipping out... Uh, Thousands and thousands of pounds of equipment all across the nation every month. And it costs us uh, a a great deal of money. Just make sure that uh, when you get there, you have enough instructors, so we have a good instructor-to-student ratio, and all the gear that we need uh, to make sure that we can uh, run the event and have a good, uh, safe event. So it helps you out by making sure you have a place on the line. It helps us out and you, by making sure we have a good uh, 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 student-to-instructor ratio and got all the gear there we need. So please, if at all possible, when you are uh, considering going to an event and once you say, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, go to AppleseedInfo.org. Up in the left-hand corner, you'll see uh, Appleseed. Click on Appleseed. Go to the drop-down menu there to Schedule. Click on Schedule. That takes you to this page. Once you're at this page here with all the events, look to the right of the event you want to go to. Click on Register and then pre-register for the event. It'll help us a great deal in scheduling the instructors, making sure that we can get tickets as cheap as we can for events. Because uh, if people wait till last minute and all of a sudden we see a big bloom and we only have a week to the event, that means we got to pay uh, airline prices of uh, one week before the event prices. So, uh, And this is a not, uh, not-for-profit organization, and uh, normally we're running really heavy on the not-for-profit part because we're not interested uh, in making money. If we could make money and do what we, what we do, that'd be great. But we're not interested in making money. That's why it's only $70 uh, for a two-day event or $200 for a nine-day event Instead of $500 for a two-day event, or uh, $2,000 for a eight-day event, we're not interested in making money. We're interested in making riflemen, in making patriots, in making, uh, in, in getting folks who will become instructors, who will become interested in passing on uh, the heritage of rifle marksmanship, passing on the story of April 19, 1775 and generating interest in folks in safeguarding their freedoms and liberties, in maintaining and doing the maintenance on this nation to ensure that our liberties and freedoms don't become rusty or destroyed. All right. Still on the weekend of September 12th and 13th is Eureka, Kansas. Knob Creek, Kentucky. New Bremen, New York. Newcastle, Wyoming. Suamico, Wisconsin, Suamico, I think I'm doing the best I can on that, Suamico, Wisconsin, Wayland, Iowa, Weatherby, Missouri, Yanceyville, North Carolina, Amarillo, Texas, all right, let me back up just a second, starting with Amarillo, Texas, that's the weekend of September 19th and 20th, that's where we begin on that. You guys count these off as I'm reading it off and see what to, how many we have for the weekend of the nineteenth and twentieth. Uh, Amarillo, Texas; Boulder City, Nevada; Corona, California; Evansville, Indiana; El Paso, Texas; Gunnison, Colorado; Louisville, Tennessee; Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Kaysville, Utah. Miamisburg, Ohio. Ottawa, Illinois. Oxford, Kansas. Peru, California. Piru. Piru, California, okay? There's no Peru, California. It's Piru, California. Uh, I figured I'd better straighten that out. Proctor, Vermont. Ramsar. North Carolina, Raton, New Mexico. That's at the NRA Whittington Center, the uh, the big uh, beautiful spa foot massage place there in uh, New Mexico. Saratoga Springs, New York. Sierra Vista, Arizona. Stinson, West Virginia. Three Forks, Montana. West Lebanon, New Hampshire. Okay, that was the weekend of September 19th and 20th. Okay, if you guys were listening and, and counted those up, let me know how many that was. Now on to the weekend of September 26th and 27th. We're starting off with Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Chester, New Hampshire. Cloverdale, Indiana. Custer, South Dakota. Gibsonburg, Ohio, Harlan, Kentucky, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Kingman, Arizona, Lamore, California, Mansfield, Massachusetts, Uh, Mansfield, Maine, Payson, Arizona, Reno, Nevada, Salisaw, Oklahoma, and Washburn, Missouri. I want to give you the first weekend in October also. That's the weekend of the third and fourth. Bonfield, Illinois. Canton, Minerva, Ohio. Fallon, Nevada. Gaston, South Carolina. Gunnison, Colorado. Hinesville, Georgia. Hernando County, Florida. Yellowville, Arkansas. Canton, Mississippi. All right, that's the first weekend October. That runs us out to 30 days. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> now, when I
2: started
1: off, uh, when I started off talking about.
3: earlier is
1: that it's a job of each and every person in this country to safeguard their rights and liberties. Each and every person. Uh, There is no way around that. Nobody gets a free ride. Each and every citizen of this nation is obligated to take part in safeguarding America's liberties and freedoms. Now, how many folks do you think are actually on the wall watching, listening, reading? It should be millions and millions of people, right? Uh, that would be one uh, percent of the nation, uh, one of every 100 people. Uh, but I can tell you right now, it's not. It's a lot less than a lot less than you can imagine. Okay, so then right there up front is a uh, is a project for us. Getting more folks to understand their obligations should be one of the priorities uh, for appleseed. but how do we do this how can we how can we make it make the folks understand uh the importance of it? this is something that uh this is something that we struggle with constantly is how to get folks involved how to make folks understand that this is a problem now <clears throat> now folks are getting more involved daily uh it has taken a uh, it has taken a severe trouncing uh of uh, conservative ideology uh, in, by the current administration to, look, to get a lot of folks involved, and uh, but they are, but people are responding. You you can see that by the number of people now becoming involved in uh, the Tea Party movement. And listen, while I'm talking about the Tea Party movement, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one of my pet peeves now I know this isn't uh, part of our job but I am going to mention this because uh, I find it very hypocritical and that is the fact that uh, of the uh, of the current uh, two main parties one of the parties uh, builds itself as the uh, the party of tolerance the uh, the party of acceptance and yet uh, they can't wait to turn the folks of the Tea Party uh, into what they would consider uh, reprehensible folks by, uh, by calling Tea Party folks tea baggers, and tea baggers just being uh, uh, the, uh, the party of tolerances uh, way of, calling, uh, of, of turning it into a derogatory term Implying that the tea party folks are all homosexuals, now I assume that that is to be used in a derogatory way, or why would it be done? Then I have to ask, why would the party of tolerance, the party of acceptance decide that they could uh, that they could make the other that make the folks in the tea party look bad by implying that they're homosexuals. Uh, if they didn't think that there was
2: something wrong with
1: that, why is the the parties uh, of acceptance and tolerance? Why are they allowed to have uh, members of the uh, of the KKK, of the Ku Klux Klan organization, uh, within their ranks? Uh, I, I, I am I am I am astounded by this. All right, I'm going to get off that horse now. But I will say that we do have a large, uh, aggressive and vocal Tea Party movement. Uh, It's getting stronger and stronger every day. And uh, regardless of the fact that it's being called uh, the mob, or they're being called uh, paid uh, uh, organizers, uh, or they're being called... uh, uh, and and mob members, uh, anything that can be said in order to denigrate the movement. <clears throat> now, I read an interesting blog by a liberal blogger uh, a few weeks ago. Now, in this blog, he was talking about exactly that. He said, listen, guys, because uh, in case you don't remember, about ten years ago we had people uh, – uh, Running around, uh, screaming things that nobody understood. We had the streets were filled up with uh, people dressed like uh, uh, how would I say this? Like male private parts. Uh, people dressed in bunny suits, etc., which no one understood what was going on. Uh, but uh, but it was organizing, and the disorganized craziness became an organized uh, situation that allowed them to finally uh, organize their groups, and uh, which is one of the main things that caused the, uh, the one party to take control of the government.
2: All right, What he
1: was trying to say, what he was trying to illustrate, was that no matter what they happened to think about these, par- these uh, folks, these organizations, the Tea Party folks, the town hall members, etc., Is that the end result? Is is that these folks, these conservatives, were organizing, they were teaching themselves to organize, they were teaching themselves to become uh, important, powerful forces within the nation, and that they better understand exactly what was happening? Uh, And uh, far from making fun of it, they better start respecting it because it's exactly the type of machine. That was going to get them removed. <clears throat> okay, and the point of that is, is that folks are waking up. That folks that folks are starting to understand that they have to do something. That they can't uh, they can't depend on someone else uh, to be uh, uh, to be safeguarding the uh, freedoms and liberties. That they have. And that's what we should be doing each and every day, ensuring that someone we talk to, that we're getting the information out each and every day. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to smash someone over the head with it. You don't have to, uh, uh, you don't have to get obsessive compulsive about it. But there's no reason not to have a good 60-second, uh, uh, two-minute bit of information that you can put out to anyone you happen to engage in conversation. And that starts in your family. Make sure that your family understands that uh, when your kids ask you questions about the nation, uh, about their freedoms and liberties, that you don't brush them off, that you make sure that you you give them a good detailed answer to their question. And the only way to give a detailed uh, answer to the question that they that they ask you is for you to know it yourself. Make sure that you understand the Constitution. Uh, at least read it. You don't have to understand it completely, but at least make sure that you've read it. Uh, make sure that you've read the Bill of Rights. Make sure you, uh, uh, by the end of the month that you understand what uh, uh, the First Amendment is, the Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, and the Fourth Amendment. That's just four in one month. Make sure you understand what those four are this month. Next month, uh, go for, for four more. Make sure that you understand what they are so that when people ask, uh, you can explain it to them. Start with your family, with your uh, brothers, your sisters, uh, the folks at work. As I said, you don't have to, uh, it doesn't have to be any kind of a sh- pushing, shoving thing. Uh, at Appleseed, we're never going to tell you how to vote, okay? That's none of our business. Uh, I'm never going to tell someone at an event how to vote. What I am going to tell them is that it's their sacred obligation to vote. It's their sacred obligation to the nation, to their, their county, their city, their state, their country. It's their sacred obligation to understand what's going on in each of those locales, and to be, become uh, familiar with the issues, familiar enough that you can give an intelligent uh, vote on them. We're never going to tell you who to vote for. We're going to tell you, though, that it is your sacred obligation to vote. You shouldn't be living in this country as a citizen and not voting. Although, Lord knows, uh, after watching uh, the Leno show and watching him do his interview with a man on the street, and uh, and 99 out of 100 folks not being able to tell you, uh, once they said that they voted for the current president, for them not being able to tell you who the vice president is, is very disturbing. Uh, regardless we're not going to tell you how to vote, we're just going to tell you it's your sacred obligation uh, to vote. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> let's uh let's take some callers. Uh if I can, it looks like uh I may have one too many windows open now. And I do. All right, so uh, until uh, I've got uh, three blog talk windows open, and uh, and now it's not allowing me to access the switchboard. All right, so you're stuck with me for a few more minutes uh, until this clears up. Alright, so you continue You continue out from that You get your family Make sure that they understand Make sure that your children understand That that they have a working knowledge uh, Of the Of the issues At stake Make sure that they understand uh, uh, The basics Make sure they understand who their a president is, who the vice president is, what the jobs of the president and the vice president are, what their rights are, where their rights came from. Keep a uh, copy of the Constitution, uh, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, in your home. Uh, if you need one, you can go to heritage.org and uh, get one from them. But keep a copy in your home. Uh, so that uh, you can consult it, you can become familiar with it and understand uh, the rights that you are safeguarding. Making sure that uh... okay, I'm uh... I'm working on opening up another computer while I'm talking to you. <coughs> so that uh, see if I can gain access to the switchboard. Uh, for some other for some collars. So if I sound a little bit distracted it's because uh, uh whenever I'm when I'm trying to work the work the two things at once, uh then I get distracted. <laughs> okay. Alright, uh we're gonna take some collars now and uh I'm going to take uh, area code three
4: hundred four. You're on the air. Well, hi, Scout.
1: How are you
4: doing? This is Marietta from West Virginia.
1: Marietta, welcome to the show. How are you well, doing this evening?
4: I'm doing pretty good.
1: Listen, hey, I'm going to ask you just like I always do uh, of the the people when the uh, when I get on the air real quick is uh, is give me just a real quick uh, uh, rundown on how you got involved with the program. What brought you to Appleseed?
4: Uh, a friend of mine told me about Appleseed and uh, invited me to a shoot, and I went. And I liked everything about it, and I've been to several since.
1: Right, and it was, uh, uh, that's exactly what I'm talking about, uh, is that uh, we we now get uh, a great deal. Uh, one of the highest things that we get uh, as far as how they found out about about the FC program is from word a of friend, mouth. friend yeah. or family member. Word
4: of mouth, yeah. yeah, word of mouth, yeah.
1: So that's very yes. important that you're doing this because if we if it wasn't being done that way, we may not have ended up with you. And uh, I like you can say, say where the next uh, where the next Fred's coming from, where the next uh, fund failures coming from. Uh, you never know. So it's very exactly. important to make sure that uh, that you're doing your part and that you are uh, you're passing on the word, inviting friends, family members, your doctor, your dentist, uh,
4: your our airline website, pilot. Our website gets over 12 million hits a year, and you're linked there. So <laughs> you ha- you have a scope of exposure that's international, if not universal. Um, yeah. Hey, I called in tonight because I have lots of irons in the fire. Um, I briefly discussed this before I've gotten... Uh, uh, physical issues that I can't be an instructor, but I can help in other areas.
1: Well, listen, we and, know that you do, do a other... great deal of. We know that you do a great deal of work, and uh, and you do, and that you do do a lot of work with a lot of other organizations, just like I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Uh, a lot of other organizations that are working on uh, on making sure that our liberties are safeguarded. Give us a rundown, real quick, on some of the stuff that you're working with with them.
4: Okay. Well, last winter I went to uh, Brussels, Belgium. At the invitation of the u k i p uh, uh like a, similar to a libertarian party, but not exactly it's like a European version if you will at their inv- <clears throat> excuse me invitation to uh explain to them how the United Nations is undermining the sovereignty of all of our nations and um they were quite amazed that so they hadn't realized how it was happening and what is happening. And now I've got an invitation uh, to go and speak in Bangkok, Thailand in November. Um, I'll be talking to some business people there uh, because they want to stay in business and not under one world government. Um, the Tea Party people are beginning to get it. And I think a lot of the apple seeders know that there's a very serious problem, but they haven't quite put their thumb on it what it is yet. So I wanted to call in and kind of uh, enlighten them very, very briefly, <clears throat> not uh, get too far in depth. We're not here to uh, point out the icebergs. But if you think back in time, not only have you always had gun control issues uh, coming to the forefront, you have your uh, helmet laws, your seatbelt laws, even the National Health Care Plan. People do not realize this, but it's driven directly by the United Nations. Coming from and paid for by the United Nations to run into each country in the United States uh, through their uh, private uh, nonprofit organizations that they call non-government organizations or NGOs right that and a lot of people don't realize where this le- legislation is coming from And they don't realize that their country, their national sovereignty, and their citizens' right to own their government is being seriously undermined. And with the current administration, it is going to go like a snowball from Hades if we don't wake up and understand where the war is at, what the battlefield is, and what weapons we need.
1: Right, and we understand that uh, at Appleseed... Just like uh, Maria was pointing out, we we try not to focus on the icebergs because guess what, there'll always be icebergs until you turn up the temperature, until you make it uh, a climate in this uh, in this nation a climate where I, where icebergs can't form. But at the same time, uh, we can let you know in a, a news briefing type situation that uh, that the things that are occurring, that what dire- where, what directions they're coming from. Uh, just like she was mentioning, the United Nations plays a huge role, uh, a, a role they were never meant to play no. within uh, all the different countries. The United Nations is mm-hmm. one of the reasons that there is an ammunition uh, shortage. They twisted the arms of every country that was selling surplus ammunition to the United States mm-hmm. and made them bow down, all except some of the nations that uh, just told uh, the U.N. to to stuff it like Russia, China, etc. cetera. Uh, the rest well, of the, the
4: repercussion, the repercussion for that though, is they lose all their uh, rights to grants, loans, medical aid, uh, any kind of foreign aid that would have otherwise come through the United Nations.
0: Right. Um,
4: that's what, that's the repercussion when a country tells them to stuff it. Um, another thing people are not keenly aware of is uh, in the late nineties, there was an executive order signed, It's order 13107, if anyone wants to look it up. And essentially it says that any treaty from the United Nations that the President signs, our federal agencies, such as the DEP, the CDC, DHHR, all the major cabinet offices, must implement it whether Congress ratifies it or the states vote for it or not. Right, so it's, an end run around,
1: it's an end run around our governing processes.
4: Right, so they're circumventing our check and balance system, and these nonprofit organizations are making a fortune implementing government or United Nations mandated uh, laws. And the yes. people don't realize where this is coming from. It's not from their senators or their uh, reg- representatives or their state people, it's coming from the United Nations.
2: Yeah,
1: Man. The United Nations, let me say this, the United Nations, uh, it does a lot of good work. It's just yes, hard it to find that good work because uh, there's a lot of the work that they're doing that is messing around with the sovereignty of mm-hmm. the individual nations. The United Nations is attempting uh, right now to close down all the uh, rifle ranges, the handgun ranges, et cetera, the United States
2: mm-hmm. by
1: using uh, uh, lead poisoning uh, that's one of their things that they're trying to do, using the Environmental Protection uh, Agency and mm-hmm. the Act to close down rifle ranges, and uh, exactly. and they're attempting everything they can to uh, uh, to make an end run around our nation's sovereignty and impose their will on us. Mm-hmm. Now, well,
4: my my suggestion to anybody listening who's politically active is to contact their state or federal representatives and find out if there is uh, a way that the representative is interested in fixing up some sort of an administrative rule that the state or federal uh, legislature has to go by that uh, number one, if it's uh United Nations, if it's tied to the United Nations as a grassroots organization, they're not allowed to lobby Congress, nor are they allowed to be um, uh, set as, a, as advisors, advisory committees, advisors to the congressional committees that are making the laws. See, this is where a lot of people don't realize <clears throat> there's generally about a thousand committees, uh, or nonprofit organizations that sit as advisors to congressional committees when, when, when Congress is considering a law. And in many instances, these advisors actually write the law, and the congressmen go, "Okay," because they don't have any opposition. Nobody here, the listener, the citizen, realizes this is even happening.
1: Right. So, where's uh, give out your the website address for your organization, the uh, uh, the one that you're working with.
4: Well. I've I promised myself I would never do that to Appleseed because well, we I'm not. I, no, no, I'm not here to promote my organization. Well,
0: there's we're we're, of, we're
4: not. There's we're, lots, lots of there's organizations. Motion. No, there's lots of organizations out there that do the same thing we do, and I'm not here to promote my organization. So I just assume not even name it on
1: right. well, uh, the The point my, is, is that that we that we're and uh, Mary and I Marietta and I talked about this beforehand. Is that uh, as as we said earlier, you know the purpose of Appleseed isn't to uh, isn't to point out icebergs. There's plenty of organizations already uh, geared up to do that. What our job is, and what I said earlier, is to make sure that we we're an organization uh, geared up toward waking people up and getting them involved. Now there's plenty of places you can go once you're involved. Now what, the main thing we want you to do is work with Appleseed mm-hmm. and help us exactly. to continue. Yeah waking people up but at right. the same time we expect you to do your duty which is to make sure that you keep yourself informed of events uh, occurring in the nation and take the uh take the proper acts uh that are required for you to ensure your own safety uh, your own uh freedoms and liberties uh being
4: safeguarded mm-hmm. exactly that's what i was trying to why i called in so anyway i thank you very much for taking my call scout well, and I'm you. on the chat. If somebody has any questions, they can ask me on the chat.
1: Yeah, and you guys that are listening, we encourage you to uh to take a few minutes to uh uh to do the uh to do the the, the paperwork to uh register at blog talk that way that you can uh, you can get in on the in on the online chat program and talk to folks that are in the chat room like uh, Marietta and the rest of the instructors and stuff. If you have any questions, they'll be glad to answer them there. If you have anything you want to talk about there, there's a lot of stuff being talked about uh, in chat that uh, that doesn't go out over the air. But uh, that's one of the things you can do is you can uh, you can talk to Marietta there about that. <clears throat> She'll be glad to uh, to fill you in. Uh, and uh, thank you, Marietta, for calling in. Okay. All right as i said we uh we're not in the business of pointing out icebergs, but we are in the business of waking folks up and uh, getting them involved in safeguarding their own rights and liberties that are provided for in the Constitution of the United States to uh American citizens you are uh, it, it's your sacred obligation uh, i would say that i encourage you and i do encourage you but it's your it's your obligation to do this this isn't uh, uh this isn't a something you can or can't do uh, you are obligated to do this by being an american citizen you're obligated to vote you're obligated to uh, uh become informed about the issues facing the uh, nation And to take action, make sure that your senators and congressmen know uh, your wishes, know your desires, know your needs. Uh, You owe that to them, because without you telling them, uh, without you informing them, then uh, they're not going to know. And if they don't know, they can't uh, use that information to make their decisions. So you need to make sure that they understand that they know what you're asking alright uh, area code 575 you're on the air
2: evening scout Sam here
1: how you doing
5: very good very good
1: I figured that had to be you uh, because uh, the minute the mic opened up uh, I could hear the tools <laughs> <laughs> hey I got I got nothing I got no problem with uh, uh, with you not having idle hands you know I appreciate that How's life treating you? Give us a rundown on what's going on in New Mexico
5: Well uh, Life's always treating me good Uh, New Mexico's doing fantastic We sat down uh, Had an IBC over the weekend Fred came to visit us And uh, We we had some, some good IIT's there And got some good education going Got a bunch of well motivated people here.
1: All right, that sounds great. Listen, I want to thank you too for uh, for stepping up to the plate. You've been doing it all along, uh, but for stepping up and uh, and really helping out with West Texas because uh, Mike Schwartz, who's uh, the West Texas uh, instructor, uh, is just an absolute uh, absolute uh, amazing uh American amazing patriot and citizen. Uh, he's the one who's gotten everything rolling out in West Texas with the help of you guys. But uh, you know, he is uh he's been experiencing some health problems and uh, uh even when he was sick, he was still doing uh, the work, but uh he needed some help out there and you stepped
5: up and uh, and God bless you for that, Sam. Well, there's people down there that need to need to be at Appleseed. I ain't doing nothing, so I'm going to be there. <laughs>
2: well, uh, I doubt there's
1: ever any time that you're not doing anything, but uh, but you could say that maybe what you're doing maybe isn't important as saving the nation, uh, uh, safeguarding liberties and, and freedoms, and uh, and we sure appreciate you doing that.
5: Well, if I didn't think it was worthwhile. I wouldn't and if I didn't have a good time doing it, I wouldn't. I enjoy it and, and I know it's worthwhile. Uh, it's worth my time. And uh, heck just going and, and meeting uh, the kind of people that show up at Appleseeds is worthwhile. And uh, so I, I I can't not do it. Right. Couldn't do it. So uh, we had a great time down there. I don't know if the folks uh, listening or, or the people on the chat room are, are familiar with Fred's fondness for Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's session yesterday and uh, uh, the people at Wendy's were questioning me when I when I went for a periodic break. Uh, wondering what we were doing there and how long. And I started uh, passing out some some Swats and Dillons to them, and we'll probably get some Wendy's employees to to come to the next Albuquerque Apple seat. And uh, we spent a record. I think it was five hours this time. Five hours and 35 minutes.
3: Wow.
1: So how's the boss man doing?
5: Good. He's doing real good. I, uh, I understand he's going to be going into a new personality mode starting next week. He's going to give up the clown bat and study to become a clown.
2: Oh, yeah?
5: Yep. He wants to be able to put on a more cheerful cheerful appearance for people.
1: Oh, man. That doesn't sound good.
2: Oh, no, it's great.
1: <laughs> that, uh... Uh, I'm, I'm sure it will be. It's just gonna. It would just seem very creepy to me, I guess. Uh, you know, to have him all smiles. Now, I, I'm just kidding, of course, because uh, Fred is a good man, uh, and I wouldn't have been in the program if it weren't for Fred. Uh, I mean, he's the direct reason that uh, I came in. I read the the things that he wrote. Uh, I spoke to him by emails and then on the phone. And, uh, and I have to say, he's a direct reason that, uh, that I got involved with Appleseed. There were other things going on in my life, but he is a direct reason. He's an extremely intelligent, uh, gentleman, and, uh, he has a, a huge amount of, uh, foresight and an understanding of the, uh, of the problems facing the nation and, of some possible fixes. And, uh... And we are right in the middle of implementing a lot of those ideas, uh, thanks to uh, his vision, and uh, and I, I love him like a father, and uh, so that's
5: uh, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Well, I've, been, I've enjoyed meeting him both times that I have. Uh, he's been to uh, one event down in El Paso where we spoke at length, and this IBC in Albuquerque. And it's a pleasure because he's a very thoughtful and perceptive guy. And uh, when he talks, you want to listen to him because he he makes sense. And uh, it's worth listening to. I don't think any of us would be here without Fred, uh, directly or indirectly, to some degree. Right. It uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be here at all. And, uh, and look, Joy- real, real
1: quick, I'm just going to put in that. Uh... Uh, there's someone that called in, uh, uh, just a few minutes ago, area code 972. And, uh, I don't know if they got disconnected or,
5: uh, get them on, get em
1: on. I'm tired waiting, but, uh, for them, i am just telling them to call back in and I'll get them on the air. Uh, I don't want anyone to uh, miss out on a chance to, uh, you know, to make, get their comments heard. So if you will call back in, we'll, we'll put you on the air. All right. Listen, uh, so how is the spa situation developing there in, uh, uh Raton at the NRA Whittington Center. Uh I've yet to go there but uh every time I see pictures uh it's just uh it's making me want to go more and more.
5: <laughs> you can't find a better place to have a shoot except for all them pesky antelopes. <laughs> well it
1: it's it just looks like an amazing venue there and uh, now I've been to Wyoming uh many times but uh when I look at the Wyoming uh some of the Wyoming sites. Uh I can't wait to get back there either.
5: Uh Wyoming has an inferior subspecies of antelope. They're just not as not as friendly and outgoing <laughs> as <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well uh, how are the folks <laughs> in New Mexico doing? How are your uh the IITs coming along and uh, how is uh Blue Feather and Tiles Glock doing?
5: Oh, they're doing great. They came down and uh, they did the. They did most of the IBC. Uh, they had it all laid out and 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 as always, Blue Feather had it pretty well organized and uh, it, it went pretty smooth.
1: Well, listen. Let me jump in real quick while you mentioned Blue, Blue Feather's name because Blue Feather is not just an amazing uh, appleseed instructor. Okay, she is also uh, an amazing. Soap maker and uh, and she had said before that uh, the more soap she sold then uh, the less time she'd have to spend be spending uh, working on other projects and the more time she could spend teaching at Appleseed events so uh, I've tried to make it uh, a priority for me to try and get uh, her some soap orders so can you give out her uh, her soap
5: Uh, website? I'll get it out in a minute, but if you just Google up Blue Feather Soap, it's the only one there.
1: Okay. Blue Feather Soap. And listen, uh, I can give you uh, my recommendation because uh, I still have one bar of soap left that I've been uh, hiding from my family. Uh, and I've got it stashed away uh, inside a little bag uh, behind the edge of the uh, I don't want to say this too loud because they're in the other room. They might be. They might be listening. But uh, it's under the counter, back behind the edge of the uh, the opening of the door, and nobody can see it but me. Anyway, she makes some fantastic handmade soap, and uh, she gave me uh, several bars that I brought home with me and gave to my family, and they love them, and uh, I love them. And I tell you, I'm not. Uh, I've never been much on uh, health and uh, beauty uh, products uh but uh this soap is absolutely amazing uh, and it, it's also uh very affordable uh she's managed to uh, to make a quality product and make it extremely affordable so if you look up i believe it's uh blue feather uh at bluefeatherbizhosting.com. biz dot com i believe that uh, so if you will check that if you'll just google blue feather and soap. Uh, you'll come to her site and when you do uh go ahead and order something from her because uh does the pro- does the uh uh the program good by giving her some cash so that uh she can uh, continue instructing and uh, and if you have a service or a product if you're a member of the program you have a service or product then let me know uh get an e get an email to me so that I can get it out over the, uh, the air to our listeners. Because uh, I've always felt that we should be supporting each other. We should be helping each other. If I can get a product from an apple seed person, that's where I'm going to get it from. If I can uh, get a service uh, in some way from an apple person, that's who I'm going to go to first because it benefits our members, it benefits them. But when we benefit our members, we benefit the organization. When we benefit the organization, and the country benefits from that.
5: So let me do a commercial, Scout. Quick, quick, let me do a commercial. Okay, go ahead, go. If you want a really big, beautiful, lustrous mustache, wash it every day with blue feather soap and it'll be in prime condition.
2: <laughs> and you should know.
5: <laughs>
1: now I now I know that I've been giving her a uh, uh, I've been joking with you about that, and she's been joking about it too, but uh, she said at some point she was going to start uh, experimenting with uh, mustache waxes, and uh, I didn't know if she'd ever uh, sent you any uh, of that, or if she was still working on that.
5: She, she's still playing with it. She's been analyzing the ingredients on some of the stuff that I've been using and trying to find more uh, useful substitutes with them, and don't have all them harsh chemicals and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, she'll do it. It's just going to take a while. She doesn't uh, put a product out there that's not well thought out and right. Well, along those
1: same lines, uh, I'm thinking about uh, trying to get uh, uh, to organize a, uh, like a kind of a swap meet to go on after hours at uh, the Davila location. I'm thinking about... uh, telling folks that, uh, you know, if they want to uh, bring some items to swap, that uh, we we'll, we can do that and do it after hours. Uh, you know, they can bring some stuff and we'll just uh, throw it all out on the tables after the event is over. And uh, folks can have kind of like an impromptu uh, swap meet there. I figured that would probably be good uh, for the organization too. A lot of folks, uh, we already do this to some degree. Uh, you know, we uh, if somebody has a a backpack full of extra stuff then uh, we'll toss it out onto the uh, onto the table there and say guys uh, you know grab what you need out of it and somebody somebody always brings something you know there'll be uh, uh bags full of uh, uh magazine pouches or even magazines or uh, you name it uh cans of rifle oil or uh, or BDU shirts, et cetera. And most of the time, we just we just put it out there for people to take. Uh, but uh, there shouldn't be any reason why you couldn't, uh, uh, you know, enhance your Appleseed experience by bringing a bag of stuff that you want to trade for, and we'll we'll throw it out on the table and trade after hours. This isn't part of Appleseed, but you can do it after hours at the event. And, uh, you know, can maybe come away with some good stuff. So I think we may try and do that at one
5: of the upcoming Davila uh I think that would be a great thing I'd like to put out an appeal For for a couple of things here In case folks happen to come across Spares uh, We're always looking For extra stocks I spent a lot of time Cutting down stocks for, uh, for Youngsters And I'm sure there are other folks out there too If you've got a spare A 1022 stock Or a 795 stock Or a model 60 stock uh, that you can get rid of, find somebody that's got a youngster that, that can use one to be cut off, uh, put the word out, offer it up on the board or something, and uh, let some uh, young person get the benefit of that stock where it can be bobbed off. And as they grow, they can post it back on the board and, and pass it on to another youngster that could use it.
1: Okay. Uh That's right. And uh, and uh the same thing with uh if you guys uh all of the uh, DARs need uh, target backers. So anytime you guys can uh, come up with uh, cardboard or uh the best thing of course is uh is after the elections goes 4 by 8 sheets of uh foam core. The stuff like that. If you guys will uh Collect that up, and then take it with you to the chute, turn it in to the uh, uh, to the range to the dars. they all need that the uh, the signs uh, that they use during the uh, the elections and campaigns and stuff make perfect target backers uh, they can be used over and over. They can accept uh, ten times the number of rounds that any other material can uh, before they uh, disintegrate so we're always looking for that uh, I want to make sure that uh, I asked uh I asked Vic three oh three to call in. That was her number. I just realized that was her number at uh that I was looking for. And then I would like uh, uh fun failure. Uh if you're listening in, can you call in too real quick? Because after the show tonight we're gonna have a uh the coordinators uh conference call and if you could call in and give us a quick rundown on uh on uh, what the uh, SCs are going to want to talk about. And then if if you wouldn't mind, I'm looking to see if you posted it yet. If you could post the the info for the call uh, in chat, or if you just want to uh, come on the air and give us a uh, uh, just a quick uh, sound bite on it, that would be great too. And then if uh, Vic will call back in, uh, she had, uh, some questions about, uh, about making connections with private landowners and, uh, and ranges and how to speak to them, and uh, I would like to, uh, I'd like to, that's information that we can all use, so <clears throat> if she would call back in, that would be great, and, uh, Stacy, if you will call in, we can get you on the air, too, that would, uh, that would be good. <clears throat> And of course, anybody that wants to, uh, anybody that has any comments or would like to call in, uh, you are welcome to. The number is 347 308 8790. 347 308 8790. And we welcome your calls. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, and you're also welcome to, uh, uh, to ask any questions or put out the, whatever information you'd like to in the online chat. We do have an online chat that accompanies the uh, show, and it's a great place to get out stuff that may not necessarily uh, uh, go over the air, uh, but uh, it can be either answered there uh, in the uh, uh, in the online chat, or it
5: can be uh, the information can be put out there. <clears throat> While we're waiting for those calls, uh, let me pop in a little comment here, Scout. You know, we're always looking for DARS. Uh, a little private land where a small range can be set up, if you know a liberty-loving landowner, invite him to an apple seed. And after he comes, he'll get home and look out in the back 40 and say, hey, I could do this right here. That's right. right. of them that have done that already. Your liberty-loving landowner that hadn't quite committed to it yet talk with some of the people and and, uh, consider uh, throwing up a berm on the backside of your lot and and putting up a DAR. We've had a lot of fine people do that and it's a great help to the program Uh, and and there's no better way you can contribute than to provide a, a good place for apple seed to come and where they'll be welcome all the time. So I highly encourage you to contact your liberty-loving landowner friends and invite them to an apple seed. You should be anyway, but let's hit those people up really well. They'll find they're treated nicely, and they'll run into people who will treat their property nicely, and it's well worth our effort.
1: Exactly. Okay. What I'm telling you, I, I don't know if it's my computer... Uh, I don't know if anyone else has problems with uh, if you have a couple of windows. Uh, have you ever experienced having, uh, you know, like the, uh, I don't know if you have like the show page or and then a chat program or something open. I have to keep open uh, the, uh, my BTR, uh, I have to keep the, like the uh, administrative page open. And then the switchboard page open, and then the chat program page open. I have to keep those three open in a minimum, but when I do it uh it will constantly uh lock up, so I don't know what uh how much of that is my computer and how much is uh is the servers from them so I don't know. have you ever experienced any problems like that?
5: No, I haven't uh. My computer has fits of its own, but doesn't have anything to do with Appleseed uh, or being on BTR. Uh, Pretty soon, I I guess I'll have to invest in a new one. I've been running this one for a while. Uh, I got a youngster I'm going to pass it on to, and the next one's going to have about three monitors on it, so I don't have to keep swapping back and forth from window to window.
2: I guess that's not a bad idea,
5: quite doable my My machine at work has three monitors on it uh, so I can have several things going at once and being the keep busy kind of guy that I am, it works out real well for me and I'm going to do it at home too. Then I can have the chat page up and and I can be on the on the forum and be sending an email to some other folks say, Hey, tune in on blog Talk we want to signed in there listening.
1: Now, do you stay pretty uh you stay pretty tight with your reps, Sam? Uh, I've heard you talk about that before. Uh and I wanted to mention again to folks uh how important that is because uh and you and I talk about this all the time and uh, but it's important enough that uh that I that I want to talk about it every time is the fact that uh, that people consider uh, they consider them themselves uh, uh, impotent as far as how can how can anything that they do have any impact uh, on the nation, and uh, and we always say that one of the main things that you need to do is first of all you need to vote you need to make your your vote uh, you need to make sure that you vote make sure that you're informed uh, on the issues you're voting on, and then. You need to make sure that you, have, you keep a relationship with your senator, your congressman, your, uh, your state and national reps. Because uh, far from being just one person, uh, you can actually multiply yourself sometimes by thousands uh, by, uh, by making that call, that email, or that uh, letter. To your congressman or your representative, because because so few people in America get involved that uh, they actually have uh, they actually have the mathematical uh, formulas written out to so that they can understand that whenever you call in, your call is not just from one person because they know that only uh, one, out of, uh, uh, one, out 100, one out of one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand, one out of ten thousand are going to call in. So when you do call in, your, uh, your vote that you're casting when you call in letting them know how you feel about an issue is sometimes worth thousands uh, as, far as, uh, as far as their formulas are concerned because uh, they consider that if you're calling in, you're representing uh, X number of people who are too lazy, who are too apathetic to call in and make their uh, wishes known. And yet, we're going to use that uh, that issue when they, when they actually do vote in the elections.
5: We're living in a time right now when that is very, very evident, Scout. We all know that, oh, if I send an email, okay, somebody's going to get it. At least somebody has to delete it. If you send in a hard copy letter, uh, even if they don't want to open it, somebody's got to get it off the desk because people that take the trouble the right, uh, they do represent more people. What's really interesting right now, uh, if any of you watch the news, and, and you should just once in a while watch the TV news, I don't recommend it daily, but once in a while, you're seeing a lot of activity and a lot of talk by senators and representatives and the president because people have been contacting them and communicating with them. And lately, there's been a lot of talk about these town halls. Uh, I'll tell you, writing a letter may, may put you up there at the top as far as getting some attention paid to you. Showing up at one of them town halls really works. Yeah. And you need to do it. You need to be rational and reasonable when you go. And even with the ones that are rational and reasonable... There are a lot of senators and representatives and even the president who are feeling very uncomfortable because they are being directly subjected to the scrutiny and words of the taxpayers of the nation. If you think they don't listen, turn on the news and watch them tap dance. Watch them dance because they are tap dancing their way across that stage. We've got them up against the wall. They're at a point where they can't afford to ignore the voters. Uh, They make big efforts to do this and do that, and you'll hear this politician or that one's implementing this, trying this change, trying to cut this deal or that. The bottom line is they're hurting for support because the people are speaking and they cannot ignore it. They're very happy that Congress is back in session and they don't have to go to no town halls for another month. I think they're afraid to set foot in the town hall at this point, point. and they should step out of that office with just a little hesitation about running into a constituent, because they are listening, people. They are listening.
1: Right. Right. And and we've seen it already several times in the last two years. We've seen it. Uh, uh, we've seen bills come out. We've seen, uh, especially like on the amnesty, uh, on several other uh, positions where, where they were intent on pushing through legislation, and it would have been a done deal. It would have been done. We would have locked under it until the constituents, the folks of this nation, made their uh, made their wishes known to their congressmen and their senators and Uh, those folks had to do a very quick reassessment of the situation and uh, shut it off. Because the power that you have comes from the fact that uh, you have, uh, each and every one of us, have the power to take away the feather beds, the uh, golf memberships, the uh, junkets uh, to uh, Taiwan and Hong Kong uh, for our legislators, for our senators. We can turn that off in an instant. Uh, by voting them out of office <clears throat> that 's where your power comes from. You have these folks that uh, that are dedicated to never have to uh, never having to have to depend on the health care uh, program that uh, the current president and uh, administration is trying to shove down our throats see they don 't have to Congress uh, and the Senate doesn 't have to. Uh, abide by the same programs as us. They have uh, the amazing health care. Oh. They have amazing benefits uh, from uh, from their jobs, and they don't want to lose that. So, what do they need to do? They have to listen to what we say.
3: There's hey, a lot of And
1: we can get rid of them.
5: There's a lot of them right now who are deathly afraid of losing those Bennies. A lot of them. You see them tap dancing on the news tonight. I have never seen so many desperate pleas by so many different breeds of congressmen uh, trying to come up with something to keep those voters from putting them out of office. They're scared of you right now.
1: Every uh, time and they get- should be. Well, they, should, they shouldn't be scared. They should be respectful of you. They should be respectful of the fact that they serve at your leisure. They serve at our leisure. They are not our bosses. They are not the people who are supposed to be uh, telling us what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. They are the people who are implementing our will, our wishes. That's uh, that's what their job is. They are, they are not the masters. Uh, they are servants. That's what their job title is, is public servants. They are supposed to be implementing our wishes. And uh, if they're not doing that, then it's time to get rid of them. If they're doing a tremendously bad job, it's time to ride them out of town on a rail.
3: There are
5: 435 representatives and 34 senators who are coming up for a job performance review next November. 435 representatives who are the people that have to initiate every money-spending bill and 34 senators who are coming up for a job performance review. It's up to you to remind them they're coming up for that review and that you're going to make a detailed assessment of their performance and decide whether or not you want to retain them as your employees. That's right. And that's
1: exactly whenever you speak to them, and you're not going to speak to your congressman or senator, and I've told you many times before, you don't want to anyway, okay? Uh, what you want to do is you want to talk, you want to get on a good uh, have a good relationship, even if it's with a uh, with a senator or congressman you detest. Okay, you still maintain a professional, courteous relationship with that staff member you're talking to on the phone. Otherwise, they can hang up on you. All right. As long as you are speaking to them respectfully and politely, and making your wishes known uh, without yelling and screaming, without denigrating uh, your representative. Uh, they have to listen to you. They're required to listen to you. So that you can can talk to them as long as you speak to them in respectful tones. You can talk to them and make your wishes known. It's no good getting on there and yelling and screaming uh, as much as you would like to, as much as I would like to. I just reserve that for their televised uh, uh, events. I just scream at the television. Uh, When I talk to them on the phone, when I talk to the staff members, uh, I'm courteous, I'm respectful, and I make sure that they understand what Sam just brought up. And that is, that they serve at our leisure, that that the things that they're doing right now are the things that I'm writing down and that I'm going to remember and that I'm going to use to make my decision whenever they come up, when their job co- uh, review comes up.
5: You know, most of those people, uh, the staffers, half of them don't even really support one way or the other what that representative is doing or saying. And we don't gain anything by taking out our our anger on them. Communicate calmly, courteously. You're going to say before you get on there, make yourself a note if you have to, and go on and say, I wish you would tell the representative, you know, sir, I don't care for this very much at all. Or I do care for it. Whichever your position may be on any particular issue that's up, being praised too when they do well don't be afraid to praise them if they do well in your estimation
1: that's right that's 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 very true don't don't forget to uh to to give them their kudos when they' are deserved you know whenever they've when they when they've done something uh uh that uh, you appreciate there's no reason not to call them and tell them that also uh, but uh just like Sam said go ahead work from uh work from a note make sure that you uh, uh you work from uh you know a position of knowledge so that you can uh, let them know that uh that you understand what the issues are uh you're going to be watching them and making sure that they are voting in uh, the way that you wish them to in the way that uh, that they're supposed to which is to be to represent you and your wishes
6: and uh, if
1: they don't then you can just politely tell them that uh, that you will remember it uh, whenever, uh, election time comes around and then make sure that you do that. Make sure that, uh, whenever you, uh, whenever it's time to vote, that you do, uh, vote according okay. to, uh, whether or not, uh, your
5: wishes were met. We got to get on with the long-term goal here too, Scout. You know, we're looking for that 2016 and that millionth apple cedar. Uh, by the time we get that one millionth apple cedar in the program, if the math is right, we're going to have three representatives in the Congress by then. That's right. So the way we do that is to get people who are in political life and with the same calm, reasoned, rational approach, invite them to an apple seed. Let them know that we're keeping alive those values, those thoughts, those things that our forefathers thought were important enough to, to go to war with England over. Let them know we're keeping those issues in our minds, in our heart, and we value that heritage. And bring them out. Let them learn some history because they're not any better educated about it than anyone else. And get them to an apple seed. By the time we get that one millionth apple cedar, we got a man in Congress. I've been doing some quick math in my head, and by the time we get the 100,000th apple cedar, we should have one in there. So let's get those folks who are down in the low political trenches now, where they're easy to approach and easy to access, and invite them out. Come on down, have some fun with us, learn how to use a rifle. And learn some good American heritage, and they'll go on. They'll be seven stepping up there in the Capitol building in a couple
2: of years.
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, I going to bring on another caller real quick. Area code one one one. You're on the air. This is, I believe, this is a computer call.
2: Yep. Thanks for taking my call. Got y'all online on the internet here. Hey. Uh, who is this? Yep. This is Bobby. Uh, I- I'm sorry. What's you old name? Uh, forgive me for that.
1: What's what's our name?
2: Yeah, You mean the organization. Yeah. Wait, well, okay, that too. But y'all uh, look, on the air, who am I, who am I on, on the line with?
1: Uh, my name is Scout. Uh, I'm the uh, I run the the show here for the Appleseed Program, the uh, the Rifleman Radio Show.
2: All right, and the other gentleman. Uh, that my, is Sam D. You know, I thought that was Sam. You, you know, I don't know if I have the same Sam. Sam, you remember me? Sam, where are you located? You do asking. Sam's in New Mexico. This might be the same. Sam, Sam, you remember me, Bobby? I used to uh, live in New Mexico years ago, near Albuquerque.
5: Uh, could be. I was up in Albuquerque, lived up there about uh, 18, 20 years ago. <laughs> that,
2: that's right. That's right. I don't know if you remember me. I met you at a buffet. I don't remember the restaurant. Golly, I, I I'm not sure, but it was at a buffet. We were at all all you can eat buffet. Uh, it, it was uh, just a buffet. That sounds like that sounds like Sam if it was an all you can eat buffet. Yeah, yeah. that's my. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if he remembers Sam. Uh, this is Bobby. We had we ate a buffet a long time ago. If you don't remember, it, it's all right. I understand. We were at a buffet and uh, we met there. He seemed like a nice guy, and you know, at one point, uh, we were making a bet who can eat the most food. Remember?
5: That night I ate 235 shrimps and two steaks.
2: That's right. Sam, you know Sam was the guy. He ate. We we made this bet: who can eat the most food in the buffet. And in <laughs> the end, I don't know who won or not. But he was the guy when he was done eating. He slutted all the toilets in the restaurant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where do you, where are you living now?
2: Well, that ain't none of your damn business.
1: Oh. Well,
2: come on. Uh, how did
1: you, how did you hear about the program?
2: Yeah, you shit it all over my toes, motherfucker.
1: Uh. Well, now that's
5: just uh that's not good.
1: That's just uh yeah, that just that just doesn't seem right, does it?
5: That's not well, good. You Lance. Get,
1: you get folks like that uh they they're sitting at home in front of their computer and they can't figure out what to do with their lives and uh and they're lost. And the apathy program could help them, but,
2: uh, uh, a purpose in
5: life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it certainly seems like, uh, the type of person that, uh, you know, the cliche, they're sitting in their underwear, uh, in front of a computer in the basement of their mom's house. And, uh, and they're trying to figure out, uh, you know, something to do with their life and, and this is uh, this is what they've come to. This is what their life now centers around. Is uh, is just uh, making strange comments to people. So, well, we got uh, another person we're going to bring on the air now. Hopefully, this person will be just as uh, uh, just as informative. Area three six one. You're on the
7: air. You got it. Just as informative, Scout. This is Pop. Hey, Pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, remember, uh, I remember you, Pop. I met you at a buffet twenty five yeah, years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some little Kodak town up near what was it, Devela, Texas? Yeah. You remember me, don't you? Yeah, sure. I do. I <laughs> uh, yeah, tell you, I have to tell
1: you. Whenever he started saying that, I knew, I knew it, it was, uh, it was some kind of a setup. When he started trying to, to tell you, uh, you remember me? I met you at a buffet twenty years ago. I'm Robert. <laughs> well, Pop, it's good to hear your voice. How are things going with you?
7: Oh, I'm telling you, just fine. We did a little, a very little mini apple seed here last weekend. Had a good time. Uh, uh, Josiah was there with us. You'll get to meet him, hopefully, uh, over boot camp in November. And um, and his brother came with us, and, and just the three of us shot, and went through the paces of, of uh, the line calls and the safety, and the, uh, his brother's a pretty good shot. He'll make rifleman one of these days. And well, that so sounds really good. We uh, we uh, kind of got acquainted. What's that? No, go right, go right ahead. Well, I was just going to say this. So we got acquainted with a, a new range, and uh, these people—they're uh, good folks—and and we'll probably do some more minis out there. Uh, well. So I'm always
1: pushing minis. You know at the beginning of the program, uh when I say program I'm not talking about the radio program, I'm talking about the uh, beginning of the hospice program. Uh you know we were we were at a little bit of a loss as to uh as to how helpful the minis were going to be, but the reality of it is the minis are actually an amazing uh tool for us. Uh, and I'll tell you who runs uh, who is uh, the master of this, and that's a uh, VA shooter, Doug uh, in Virginia, he's been running minis since the beginning. And uh, the good thing about the minis is that uh, you can add, anybody can run a mini. Now, it's not a sanctioned athlete event, but anybody can run one. And the folks who, th- who, who may not be willing to say, uh, you know, without ever having any dealings with the program, saying, yeah, I'm going to commit to uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, to go and shoot. Uh, they may not be willing to commit to that uh, because either they think it's not uh, going to be valuable in their time or they don't know what they're getting into. It's a way for them to get uh, an introduction to the program and see that it is something that they want to get involved with. Uh, And it only takes – you can run a mini in just a few hours. Uh, You get a group of guys, uh, six, seven guys together at the range – uh, you do the, uh, all you have to do is the first couple of hours uh, from the normal Saturday morning uh, program, uh, which is uh, building a stable shooting position, determining your natural point of aim, shifting it onto the target, and then executing the shot by the six steps. You give them just that much, and then you throw in some of the history,
6: and, uh, and you
1: whetted their appetite, you made them see the value of the program, and you drag them into it that way. And it doesn't cost anybody anything but a little bit of time, and uh, like I said, it can be done in just a few hours. Uh, so we've, we our our thinking has come around to the fact that uh, that apple that the minis are are, are a very uh, important part of the uh, of the
5: program. Well, you know, it, yeah, we, it's advertising of the finest kind. Right,
1: and I'm telling you uh, and you can usually grab uh you know if you do you can do it uh you don't have to close down a whole range, you can actually run it because it's informal and you're not on any kind of a con- time schedule, you can run it on like one end of the range or something like that, and as you're doing it, the rest of people in the rest of the range not, and i've I've heard this uh from quite a few people i've never done one because all my time's actually been invested in. Actually running events But I've talked to a great number of people Who've done them And they said it, it never fails That uh, after about the first uh, 15 to 20 minutes The people from the other ends of the line Start gravitating toward uh, toward you So that they can get in On uh, what's going on And what's being taught And uh, you know it's, uh, it's a great way To get the word out about the program And get people interested in it
7: i I think so the we we started off Saturday morning about eight o'clock a little bit before, and uh did our uh, safety briefing first and uh, it was just exactly like we do at Davila. and uh, uh I did about uh all fifteen minutes worth of history it's about all I know, but uh I abbreviated the whole thing and then we got busy shooting. We did everything from the prone platform. And uh, went over the uh, the the whole nine yards like we do at Appleseed, and got down all the way through the six steps, and, and uh, it turned out to be just a, a really good day. We probably spent about six hours shooting. Were there other people at the range? Uh, actually, there there were there were some. We were actually shooting on uh, their pistol range, which is uh, 25 yards, and we kind of stepped back another eight or so feet and and to make it 25 meters. And uh, after uh, and then there were some other people shooting on the the 100 yard rifle range.
1: So did any, did any of those people come over to see what y'all were doing?
7: No, uh, they didn't. Uh, but they didn't really get there till about after lunch, and and we were about ready to leave anyway, but it'll happen, it'll happen like that, Um, uh, now that uh, the range owner knows what we do, uh, he was just sort of amazed with the whole thing, and uh, he's anxious for us to come back, he really is, so uh, next time, uh, I'll have him set up with uh, some flyers to give to people, to talk about during the week before, and which
1: is another excellent way of introducing the program to the ranges, too. A range oh, might be yeah. hesitant about uh, bringing in folks or closing off the uh, you know a certain part of the range for a weekend because they don't know who it is. They don't know what you're doing. They don't know what uh, kind of message you're putting out, anything like that. Uh, so they may not commit to a full weekend. And yet this is a great way you say, listen, g- give me four hours uh, on Saturday, and uh, you go through the stuff, and let them come and see uh what you're doing, the information that you're putting out, and
6: uh, and sure. then the range
1: says, okay, that sounds great. Now, speaking of that, I'm going to bring on someone else right now, uh, sure, with us because uh, she has some uh, some questions about this, nice. and uh, I did a some, some information that we need to get out to everybody, and that is uh, how to speak to private landowners, ranges, public and private ranges, etc. And I asked her to call in tonight. This is Vic 303. Uh, from right here in Texas. Vic, welcome to the show.
6: Good evening, Scout. How nice are you doing here. This, uh, this evening? Doing well. Doing well.
1: Well, it's I appreciate behaving. you taking out some time. I know this is your family time, and I asked Vic to, uh, to give me just a few minutes of it uh, and call in this evening, and so I, I want to thank you for doing that. Uh, go ahead and explain what you got going, and, uh, and then we'll all jump in.
6: Well, here up in uh, DFW Metroplex, we don't have Ready access to a suitable range to hold apple seeds at. So I was trying to brainstorm and realized that there is a church related firearms event that seems to be annual in, in my neck of the woods called the Dallas Shootout. And our church is affiliated with that somewhat. So I asked our pastors if they could give me the contact information for that landowner, which I received that information today. But I've never contacted a landowner about having hosting an apple seed on their property. So I was looking for some advice or someone to grab that bucket from me and help me figure out how to contact this gentleman in hopes of maybe getting at least a couple of apple seeds held out on the property. I know they have permitted high-power rifles out there before, so you must either have a suitable backstop or maybe enough distance. I don't know. I've never been out there. It's a father-son event, and being neither a father nor a son, I haven't gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question, and uh, and you and I are going to talk more about this uh, so that we can get you, uh, uh, you know, more comfortable uh, in in talking to them. Well, you and I'll talk about it this week. I guess we're gonna uh, we're scheduled to talk on Friday, and we'll figure out the best time for that. Uh, but this is a question that's going to come up for everybody. Uh, or for a lot of people we're hoping it comes up for a lot of people because uh, what we're finding out is that it's you know it's it's hard to get a lot of uh a lot of areas don't have uh established rifle ranges uh either public or private in a lot of cases that are willing to uh uh, that are willing to give us either access or willing to let us uh, uh close down a range for the weekend
7: uh i know that
1: in the dallas fort worth area i've talked to all of the ranges uh, that I could get a hold of. And they're unwilling to because uh, of what they call the Obama factor, and that is how uh, everyone seems to be coming out to the ranges uh, and shooting, which is great. But uh, because they don't, uh, most of the ranges are not large, they're not willing to shut down any part of that facility because they feel it would alienate their existing clients. And of course, I told him I go listen, you know how Americans are they uh they have a very uh, tiny attention spans uh they're gonna forget all about uh the reasons they're supposed to be doing this and then they're gonna they're gonna go back to uh uh to staying at home on the weekends and stuff like that whereas Appleseed is guaranteed new is is guaranteed to continue to shoot and they says you know they've they've all told me listen you know we we don't doubt that, but right now we can't do it. So, mm-hmm. what we would like to do is continue to approach private landowners to find out the best way that uh, we can get access uh, to private land. And uh, one of the best ways to do that <clears throat> is uh, we've got a uh, is to is to put together some packets. And uh, this is something that I've, I've been pushing for a while, and I'd probably uh, we should probably work on getting this taken care of. And, and it may be getting taken care of. There are so many projects uh, that we're working on; it may be it may be getting taken care of. But having uh, packets that we can shoot to these people that uh, include the testimonials, uh, testimonials from the ranges, uh, from the uh, DARS from the private landowners who've become involved in the Appleseed Project, uh, and let them know uh, exactly what we do. Uh, the testimonials can, uh, can talk about uh, the quality of the people, uh, the fact that uh, Appleseed has some of the best folks uh, in the nation, uh, you know, at each event, uh, that we, uh, we don't have any troubles, that we uh, have a perfect safety record, and then address how the apathy program uh, you know is working uh to continually awake uh Americans uh and uh, and then just give them uh, all of the uh all of the information all of the promo material that we have put together and uh, And we could send Uh, that to them in one package. What's that?
6: A packet would work real well in in at least the situation I'm thinking because since the landowner is already accustomed to people coming out and shooting on this piece of property from a couple of churches, I happen to know that a couple of deacons and elders from my church are planning on being at Davila there in November.
1: Okay, and I can... uh, I can get a, a letter uh if I don't already have one in the file I can get a letter uh from the uh there have been several pastors that uh, have attended the villa appleseeds and uh one uh group who's come back over and over the pastor and uh, the group that he's brought which were the uh uh the venture scouts you know it's a combination uh church uh, uh i guess uh like boy scouts, girl scouts kind of thing. uh but run through the church and they've come back over and over uh over the last couple of years. And uh, <clears throat> I could get him uh to write us a letter of introduction also. And uh, and uh, I think that that would probably work best is uh is work you and I can get work together and get this done this week. Get the uh, all the letters collected. Uh, I can send them to you electronically and then send you the uh, any of the uh uh, promotional material that you're lacking. I can shoot that to you. And then you can put that together in one package, send it to him and then, uh, follow it up with a, uh, with a phone call. And then I can second your phone calls, you know, after you talk to him and, uh, you can say, well, you know, would you like to talk to somebody else in the program? And, uh, and then let me talk to him and, and just let him know that, uh, uh, how much we would appreciate it, how how needed it is, and then uh, we can also offer. Now we offer uh, insurance, you know, to any events that we're going on. You know, they go with the uh, they go with the instructors, uh, and we so we bring our own insurance for the event. Uh, but uh, if it's if there's something more needed, we can talk about that. We could. Uh, we could talk to him about, uh, you know, getting a, uh, you know, a further insurance policy to cover the event. So, uh, and I think that the more more people that the uh, that the landowner talks to, the more assurances they get, and the the better that they become uh, acquainted with the program, then, the better. Uh, they're going to feel about uh, about having us there. Now, of course, the best situation would be to have a. Uh, you know, have a person have a DAR, you know, so we ha- we could have one uh, one every uh, month. But uh, we'll take just a an initial one just to acquaint him with it. You know, just uh, tell him that uh, if he let us have a weekend, and he can see the program, the program sells itself. Uh, I've seen I-, I don't know that I've seen any instance where there's been an appleseed event uh, on somebody's private land that they weren't just absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, taken by the program. So I think that uh, that, that is the best way for us to uh, to work on that and talk to that. And then you and I will talk uh, by phone, work out all the, the details and stuff, and get this put together in the next week or so because uh, we are in a desperate need of, uh, of a range there in the DFW area because we've got so many people – that we can, uh, uh, that we have access to with the two cities right there side by side, uh, but uh, but no place for them to shoot. So. If if you
7: can
5: get those members of your church down to Davila to a shoot and have them approach that landowner uh, next time he has a shoot, that's uh, the best sale you can make because it's from people that he already is willing to let on his land for a shoot. Right. Getting a recommend from them uh, and seeing their good example, uh, that makes a very favorable impression on him and highly likely to let you do it.
6: That's my hunting yeah. plan.
5: Yeah.
1: Well, that sounds like a good one. Get uh, We can get him the information and stuff and say, uh, listen, you know, you've got your, your folks, uh, your congregation members or whatever are going to be coming to the Davila shoot. Let them come and then uh, – you know you don't have to uh, make any decisions until you talk to them see what how they feel about the program and uh, uh that would be that would be great and then keep on looking uh everyone uh, is an ambassador for the program everyone is uh is tasked with finding us uh new locations uh to shoot from oh, uh, thinking. Okay, hold on just a uh, just a second. Uh, we're running right to the end of the show. We've got one last caller. I'm going to bring on the air with us because uh, I don't want him to call in and not get a chance. Area code eight one eight. You're on the air. Oh, hey
8: there, Stout. Yeah, it's Bob two ten from California. Well, hey Bob, how are you doing? Good. I'm sorry for calling at the last minute. Here, I just wanted to tell you we got back from uh, this weekend's apple seed. was up in Castro Valley. It was our first apple seed in the San Francisco Bay Area. All right, a,
2: and how did it go?
1: Nancy were there demonstrators?
2: Yeah. No.
8: <laughs> no, better yet, we had 37 people show up. Had a wonderful time. 22 of them came back on Sunday. Uh, we put out uh, three more riflemen and picked up an instructor in training out of it. Pretty outstanding week and all in all. It sounds like they're pretty happy with us. They asked us to come back, so we're looking to schedule some more shoots.
1: Well, congratulations, Bob. Listen, uh, and I've said this uh, ever since you came on board. Uh, you guys are doing just an absolutely amazing job there in California. Uh, if everyone, uh, everyone could uh, could take a lesson from the way things are going in California, then uh, we would sure be in better shape. And uh, I've also told you too that how much I'm depending on the old cliche of uh, "as California goes, so goes the nation." because California is leading the nation right now in the folks that are turning out to come involved in the program, pushing the program forward. Uh, The the quality and number of California instructors is absolutely amazing, and
8: uh, I couldn't be more proud of what you
1: guys are doing.
8: Well, I'll tell you, I I appreciate that, Scott, a lot. It means a lot coming from you. I just want to, you know, reach out and, and say you know, this program couldn't go anywhere in this state without the help of all the uh, wonderful instructors that we've had that were uh, willing to, to put aside their own things and, and step out and spend the weekends going out and passing the marksmanship and the heritage on to uh, fellow Americans, and that's what it's really all about. That's right. Well, listen, I everyone,
1: the- uh, if you've got anything to say, hurry up and get it in real quick. We're in the last 20 seconds of the show.
8: Uh, yeah, I just want to shout out, let remind everybody that we're having an RBC here, here in Piru, California, November uh, 8th through the 15th, and uh, don't want to miss out on it. It's going to be a real special rifleman's boot camp. All right.
1: Listen, thanks to everyone for calling in this, uh, this evening, for listening to the show, for doing uh, everything that they can to help push the program forward. Uh, this is a... Nonprofit grassroots program Run by the folks And uh, we depend on each and every one of you Thanks everyone for calling in Uh, Thanks to Marietta uh, Sam uh, To Vic And Vic uh, You and I will continue to talk We'll talk again on Friday And we'll talk by email between now and then Bob, thank you for calling in Thanks everyone And uh, let's see I I don't think these are going to cut me off I think ah, that I
3: can we won't catch
1: you off, Scout. No, I think <laughs> it, I'm saying I uh, I think that I can keep the uh I think I can keep the switchboard open. we'll see how it goes. I think I can keep it open. Let me get bring you on the last caller here, Eric with nine one five. Yeah, it's me, Scout.
3: It's
2: Blas Who is this? Mike.
3: West
2: Texas. <laughs> oh hey Mike, how are you doing?
3: I'm alive. Well, that still frustrates the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah,
1: I bet it does. I bet it does. Well, too bad for them, and good for us. Uh, I see. Uh, I can see what they're doing now. They're letting me keep the switchboard open. They're actually letting me continue to record. It's just not streaming anymore. So that means that uh, uh, we're not going out live now. But if somebody uh, goes to the archives and uh, clicks on the show, they'll get to listen to this part. So go ahead, because we get. We'll usually have three to four times the number of uh, folks listening on, on archives as we do live. So go ahead and, and let us know what's happening there with, since you're still alive out there in West Texas, Mike.
3: Well, we're going to do another one. Looks like we got about eight registered so far for El Paso Community College. May have a few more show up. Uh, can probably handle 20 to 25. That's September 12th and 13th. Indoor air-conditioned. No wind, twenty five meters, comfortable. And of course then we're gonna we're, we're starting back up out at uh, uh, Fort Bliss Rod and Gun Club on the nineteenth and twentieth the following weekend. Uh, we don't have any brave souls yet registered for that, but I got room for seventy five people. And and it looks like it might be the last apple seed of the year because Fort Bliss is undergoing some Major renovations out there, and they're closing the ranges down. Oh, really? Yeah. For how long? Don't know. I'll know. Uh, I, I'm supposed to go to a meeting tomorrow, and then I've got another one on the 26th. Mm,
1: that's not good.
3: No, the, uh, the Kinder Morgan runs a pipeline out about two thousand meters out from them. Right. They do massive work out there, and it means nobody could shoot rifles.
1: Right now, okay. I was just trying to think that I I was trying to remember if 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 I had heard about somebody shooting at shooting the pipeline or something at once, but that that yeah. wasn't here at this range.
3: No, wasn't. What wasn't at this range? The uh, now uh, they they've had several other folks, not us, uh, shooting over the heads of the Ken, Kinder Morgan uh, workmen here recently, and things sort of came to a head. So I've, I've got a couple meetings. I'm I'm now the director of rifle activity, I guess you'd say, out there. I, I think it's by default. Nobody else would do it. So they said, give it to Mikey. He'll eat that. Uh, you know, he he doesn't have enough to keep him busy. Jesus. Uh, and then community college, we've got a regroup down there. Uh, great group. Just You met him. Uh, oh, yeah. Just an absolutely great group. Their biggest problem is just uh, the the more they've tried to promote this thing, uh, the more they've fallen on their sword. So we're going to get everybody together and say, let's take a deep breath and relook at this and do some 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 real honest-to-God planning now.
1: What has been giving them the problems at uh, at the community center, or who has been? Wrong dates. I, I
5: Wrong know that it's
1: been. Uh, I know it's heavily used by uh, all the alphabet groups and stuff but uh, i don't see why that would how that
3: would uh how
1: we're interfering with
3: that we're we're not that that isn't a problem the problem is they get they now on the weekends they get civilians that want to come in and shoot and that's their bread and butter oh okay they haven't been real good at publicizing when the shoots actually are actually they've been giving wrong dates at times Okay, so the then folks thing. come in, they
1: want to shoot on an appleseed weekend, and we got it filled up. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, there's only there's only 20, 20, twenty lanes there, and I've been pretty good a couple of times and told folks, you know, if we had eight people, I'd take you know the A side and they can go shoot B side. But uh, they they don't like that because it incurs additional liability. We're gonna work it out. It's just right. We literally, you know, we ran into this real quick because of the opportunity. And we probably didn't do all the homework we should have done on it. Now we could sit down and do that and then then do some planning and put together some uh uh some stuff for next year. And
1: Well there's a lot of stuff that you just don't find out until you start doing it, you know. Well, yeah.
3: You know, it it's like we didn't find out about the uh you know, the, since it's uh you know, indoor and fixed fixed lane with ballistic panels, it's it's a little difficult for instructors to get down next to the students.
1: But, well you know. I knew that was going to be a bit of a difficulty because because you could you could just see it. When you looked at it you could see that's gonna be a little bit rough and it also puts the instructor in a complete blind. So oh, yeah. Once that instructor gets down and starts instructing a student then he's uh then he's he's gone as far as all the rest of the students are concerned.
3: Oh yeah, and we had to sort of overload on instructors to you know, make sure we were covering safety. And Sam's been there. You, you remember all those, Sam? Oh, yeah. You Sam? Are you awake? Like? they. Okay.
1: Well, like you said, we'll work through it. And listen, thank you, uh, Mike. I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the show, but uh, I was talking about uh, the fantastic job that you've done there, and uh, and how much, uh, well, you know, what a debt we owe to you for getting the Alpha C program set up and started there uh, in West Texas. I know you've got a couple of uh a handful of a uh, good crew now that you've got trained up there, Mateo and the uh the Grizzled one and the rest of your group uh that are coming along just great. But uh we sure appreciate everything that you've done. And, well I
3: appreciate uh, it. You all have sort of given me my head and let me do it and you know, I appreciate that. And some of it has just been slugging through some of those and, and it isn't me, guys. It's it's you all and it's the rest of this group. All I do is provide some ideas and a little bit of direction. I mean, it just, a lot of this has come together in spite of us. <laughs> and right. And that's the funny part. Right. And we've got uh, folks like
1: uh like Sam, who I told him how much we appreciated, you know, him uh, jumping
3: across the border and helping out. He's been a real rock, uh mm-hmm.
1: No, thanks, Dan is saving
3: too. my butt because uh, he's, he's going to drive two hours down here so that I can go and let them, uh, you know, do their final cleanup on me, so I I can get back into in, into doing what I like to do. Uh, well, hey, well, don't worry about it. We appreciate I'm, I'm, I'm everything young. that you guys are doing. With, it's a good. It is a good group effort, and and I mean that, Mike. It it is just statewide, it's been it, it's been very pleasurable. I mean, I even take a lot of lessons from Bob out in California. I watch what he writes, and it's like, hell, I wonder if that'll work here. So.
1: Yeah, well, if there's somebody to listen to or somebody to model yourself after, there's a the person right there, his, uh, Bob 210 and his crew in California. Uh, hey,
3: I, I'm not proud. I'll steal ideas from anybody.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you're not stealing ideas, then... Uh, Uh, Then you're not working.
0: Listen,
1: guys, uh, anything else anybody want to get out? Anything else, any information anybody else needs to get out uh, before we uh, shut it down here? No? No. Okay. Listen, thank you, guys. Uh, Thanks to everyone. Uh, Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. I mean, without you guys... Uh, it wouldn't be happening, and uh, and God bless you all for that. Mike, you're in you're constantly in my prayers, and uh, and, and I know and that father. things are going to get uh, better for you. And I'm going to get out there to see you as soon as I can. And next time you come down to a visit with your family, please uh, let me know so I can come and meet you, and we can come have some dinner, or you can come out here, whatever however we can work it.
3: It'll probably be February. I, my my son just headed back over to Iraq again. Le- okay. Leaving his inspe- expectant wife there in Temple. Okay. Hey, if there's anything that she needs, you let me know because uh, I will.
1: I'm only thirty minutes from there, so
3: I know. And, if and anything
1: me, I can do? You let me
3: know. Uh, and, and I want you to take care of yourself and heal. Uh, it's happening slowly but surely. hmm It's a bear when you get older and you don't heal, <laughs> it, isn't it? Yeah. All
1: right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh and we will see everybody again uh, this coming Tuesday. Uh and God bless you all. All right, good night folks. Good night. Uh, bye-bye.